This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We at Fatanize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land. Is this thing on? Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Fatanize. I'm your host, Demi, and you are listening to Australia's only plus-size dedicated community podcast. And we have a very special episode for you. We don't just have one guest, not two guests. We have three fabulous people on the show, three fabulous guests. We have April, we have Jennifer, we have Rosie. Hello, team. Hi. Hi. What a team. <laughs> listen, to, listen to us like, hi. hi. We're about to tear shreds off the, uh, <laughs> the Hollywood press. But anyway. Yes. Thank you all so much for coming onto the show to rant about a particular topic that we are, have many feelings, emotions about. This is why I need to get a team of people on here and to really to really break this down and this is about a a certain film getting all the rage right now getting all the press it's the whale with brendan brendan fraser i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher his name throughout this for sure so if anyone cracks at me just call him brendan sheik doll brendan (laughs) (laughs) fuck I'll get a three star because I say his name wrong. <laughs> I think it's Fraser, Brendan Fraser. We're just going to say right. Fraser. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on the podcast today to talk about his film because, yes, there's been a lot of press about the film in the mainstream media in particular, but a lot of the discussions have seemed to be just being praising it and just be from thin perspectives. And those of you that have heard what the movie's about, uh, it has a lot of issues regarding fat phobia. So I'm going to give quick context about this film and then we're going to bring it to the team here and we're going to share our thoughts, feelings, emotions about it. So those of you that don't know, basically The Whale is about a gay online professor who is struggling to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. You know, sounds like, you know, your average film, whatever. Except the main character, Charlie, he is suffering through some grief because he lost his partner and that grief has led to depression and this compulsion for binge eating and the movie is about him being severely obese. Now, they have said in the press releases and stuff what his weight is. I don't want to mention what his actual weight is on this podcast just in case it's triggering for some people. If that is something that you're interested in knowing what it is, you can look it up, but I just won't be mentioning it on this podcast. But basically the whole film, and it says it in the title itself, it's called The Whale, it's about a man that is severely obese. And of course, Brendan Fraser is not a man that is severely obese, and he wears one of my least favorite things in the entire world, 
a fat suit. <laughs> so we're going to deep dive this movie. There's many, many layers to it. But I think what I would firstly want to go to is fat suits. Now, Jennifer, my dear, Fussy <laughs> Gus, you yeah. recently <laughs> did a very great deep dive about fat suits and how they are incredibly problematic and fat phobic to the plus size community. Oh, yeah. Look, I think, um, you know, Brendan Fraser might bring, um, he might bring nuance to it. It might be the most respectful fat movie that's ever been, well, the first fat, respectful fat movie that's ever been made. But it's not the point because the damage is already done because those fat suits have been used to ridicule fat humans since forever. Like name one film where it wasn't, was used as an actual costume and not a comedic prop. They're all, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, I think it's, it's, it has to go the way of blackface, which is what I said on my stories, that it has to be a thing that's no longer a respectful way to portray fat people. Well, April, what is your thoughts? Because as a woman of colour, like what's your thoughts then like on a fat suit? Like is that in comparison to blackface, like should that be like shunned from the media and seen as like, you know, that shouldn't just never happen ever. There's no excuse for it at all. I think the harmful representation of a group of people based on uh, something that is used to systemically oppress them should absolutely go the way of literally everything that's gone wherever it's gone in its name, <laughs> yeah. um, which is a lot of words um, that just <laughs> sort of didn't really say much. But um, I, Jen, I, I agree with you. I think that knowing that also that uh, anti-fat bias or fat phobia, depending on um, which phrase you prefer to use, is rooted in racism. Yeah. And is anti-black inherently. Sure. I mean, that's. I think that's a comparison that we can we can say is reasonable because the idea that you would dress up as something someone is and is usually then oppressed because of is, is well, look, it's wildly unacceptable, but yet totally unsurprising, especially from everything I've read about Darren Aronofsky, who is the uh, director of the of the film version um, of the Whale, because it's based on a play from what I've read. Um, you know, people are saying things like, anyway, sure, Darren Aronofsky will definitely treat mental illness and fatness with his usual level of nuance and respect, which yeah. tells me immediately that this didn't come from a place of, you know, Jen, you said this might be the first respectful film about fat people, but it probably won't be because exactly. the person yeah. at the helm is a trash bag by all accounts. So That's right. I'm probably giving him way too much. <laughs> Brendan, I mean, Brendan Fraser as an actor totally different but at the same time and I'm sure we're going to get into what it looks like to get a job as a fat person in in film as well yeah. so I'm sure we'll, we'll get onto that yeah mm. apart from that when has a fat suit ever been convincing like they they look so ridiculous oh like my God, yes. <laughs> all I can think about is Gwyneth Paltrow yeah oh <laughs> no and I'm just like what 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 did she think about did she think? I think no. Uh, or, but was she like, like, I look so stupid because she did. She genuinely looked both stupid and disrespectful. Yeah. But at the same wasn't time. that the point? She she looked like she had pillows stuffed up her shirt. <laughs> it, was oh, so yeah. it didn't Absolutely. move naturally. None of it, it never moves naturally. What about, um? what's that one, Dr. Death? Who's, is it, who's the person that plays um, um, Jackson? Someone Jackson? What's his name? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Oh yeah, where have you been? Anyway, Joshua Jackson plays. Oh, play- oh you mean Pacey from yes, Dawson's Creek? Exactly. <laughs> he plays the doctor, and uh, I can understand why they've had to. Well, they've chosen to make him look fatter to show the passing of time and his apparent like um, 
you're giving up on life, you know, because that's how that's we, fact yeah. we've just given up on life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But all I could look at was that fake chin. Like it looked so ridiculous. I was just, and hello. Look at these, look at these real chins that I've got. <laughs> like I'm available, guys. Hollywood. <laughs> these chins are available. April's oh. doing the face that all fat characters do. <laughs> You've got to do You've got to have wide eyes that look really like confused. Yes, it's always this, but... like that. It's always oh. like as if like oh, our, like our chins just like all meet our chest. Like there's no neck at all. Like it's giving Sherman clump. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. But it's the eyes. You've got to do the eyes like big and like confused. Like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And then like, the worst Mr. part. Poppy. Oh Rosie hasn't said a word because oh, sorry, Rosie. Rosie's sorry. like, what is sorry. happening right sorry. now? <laughs> I'm enjoying this so much. Okay, Thanks for witnessing. Is, what is the worst fat suit then, Rosie, that you've like seen in the past, like in t- um, TV and film? Do you remember any that has like stood in your mind? Um, I remember John Travolta in Hairspray. Oh, pretty God. fucking terrible. Like, John Travolta, yeah, pretty fucking terrible. He's like just terrible in general, but oh, yeah, the made it extra <laughs> I was so confused by that storyline because was he was it supposed to be a trans woman? It's not supposed to be, is it? I, no, I, no, I honestly don't no, understand. No. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't. I think I got 14 seconds in and went, you know <laughs> what? Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's supposed to be funny that like he's a, it's a huge woman. That's yeah. the whole point. Just right. like yeah. every other movie yeah. ever with a fat suit. That the trope of the fat, <laughs> annoying mother. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just so depressing that fat suits are still a thing. Like, 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 like you know, we have those examples, like, you know, like, say, Shallow Whore, which what Gwen Shallow Hell? Was like, yeah. such a big example. And we look at that and we're just like, oh, we can't possibly ever do such a thing like that nowadays. But the thing is, like, Literally just this year, we had Sarah Paulson in impeachment and she had a fat suit on. We had, um, oh, we had Renee, oh, Renee Zellweger yeah. in the Batman and nothing oh. said about him <laughs> in the had, Batman. Um, because... Emma, yeah. Emma Thompson in Matilda, uh, she had a fat suit on. Like it's in so- Matilda? Was it Matilda? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. She was, she played uh, Trunchbull. Yeah. Emma Thompson? Yeah. 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 I, Look it up, April. It looks. T- I yeah. am live googling that because I'm like, I Google it. It is such a shocking fact. She wore. She wore. She also was wearing. Remember when she makes that comment about Pavarotti's clothes in Love Actually? She oh. says, "Oh, the only clothes that fit me now are ones that formerly belonged to Pavarotti." She just looks her like her normal self, and they put her in a fat suit because Emma. Oh. Talk, um, wait. Oh, it's that's like, why because it's why you cheated on her because she'd put on some weight. Yes, I just was like, just making sure that in my mind I wasn't confusing two different people. I wasn't. Um, (laughs) You know when you sometimes do that and you're talking really? (laughs) Oh, hang on. They've done a remake of Matilda this year, have they? Oh, right. Well, hi, hello. I didn't know that till literally just then. (laughs) Um, So is Emma Stone Miss Honey? Because... That makes sense. Uh, or is no, she the mom? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> off I go is. to Google it another time. Yeah. Oh, no, they've got a black Miss Honey. Oh. Oh. What the? Oh, anyway, so <laughs> I will just, I'll look at that in my free time. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but what I wanted to say was simply that Emma Thompson just recently has been doing like reels of Emma Thompson talking about body image. I've been yeah. doing the rounds. I'm like, ha- hang on, <laughs> who have you been talking to? Because yeah. this is not your MO. This is not your vibe. Like I love Emma Thompson. She's yeah. one of my big crushes. But I'm also kind of like, shut up. 
Yes, it's so interesting. I've been seeing the reels, like, you know, her saying this, um, and it's with this inspirational music, and it's of her talking about, you know, you're meant to love your body. You live with your body your whole life. And you look at that, and you're just like, Never try it. Oh, yep. it's so lovely. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. As long as it's like, a thin body. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. What she's saying is true, mm, except yeah. that it only applies to people that look like her. Yeah. yeah that's and it's right. just then why do you keep wearing fat suits then when you know how harmful it is? And that's why I was so disappointed with Sarah Paulson because I love her. I love hot. her so much. And then when I saw that she was in that TV series Impeachment with a fat suit, I'm just like, yeah. well, that's not hot. No. What about um what about Goldie Horn in Death Becomes Her? You know how Helen puts on all the oh weight. Oh my god, I watched that the other day. Oh, I haven't watched that, I watched that when the other I was day quite young. Well. Okay. Yeah. It's such a product of its time oh. because I feel like not the by no means to excuse, but just mm. to say, like, yeah, a movie was made when I was seven. Oh, April, <laughs> I was much older. Than You're that. like, ow, fighting <laughs> my feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, but, but it, you know what? It's movies like that, and also with Fat Monica and Friends, where it's oh. when they're retrospectively looking at how fat they were, and they're a totally different personality. Like, why was she doddering yes. and clumsy and yeah. eating food, food smudged on her face, and like, like you know, sniffing out food like a dog? You know what I mean? Like, and then she's all of a sudden like a love interest and sophisticated when she's thin. Like it's a totally different person. And I think I have, I, Fat Monica was one of like those characters that during the time when I was as deep as one could be in diet culture, Fat Monica was like, that's me. I'm neurotic. I have 11 kinds of towel. I am her. (laughs) And, um, and, and. But also then when I thought about the way that I was perceived when they show the Fat Monica flashbacks, I'm like, mm, that also feels quite accurate. Mm. The way really? that she was treated, the way that Chandler was towards her, all of that actually felt really? accurate, which doesn't make it better. That's shit. It, yeah. <laughs> it only makes me go, so sorry, tell me again why we're still making fun of people about things yeah. that are real and traumatic. Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. funny, but like yeah. not in the ha-ha way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that for some of the the uh, uh, Shallow Howl was another one. Shallow Howl, Fat Monica, um, uh, Sherman Clump. What was that called? The Nutty Professor. Oh, awful. Oh, oh God. But yeah. those <laughs> movies make me cry. Yeah. Because yeah. they give me feelings about the things that I have been through, which is all the more reason why. Okay. So we'll talk about what Fat, Fat Monica was a product of the late 90s. Um, and, you know, so in terms of timing, um, I was, that was 96. So I was like, what was that? 11 or something? Is that maths? Uh, and I was in, I was in like high school, year six or high school. Um, and that movie, I used to cry. Even as an 11 year old kid, that movie made me cry. Yeah. Cause I was like, like everybody hates fat people and I'm yeah. fat people, especially in the case of that film. Cause it also portrayed blackness that right. was so joyous when it was joyous, but also yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it was, it was yeah. just all of that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, um, for most of us, you know, Shallow Hell was, yeah, I was in year 11, so I was 17. Mm. And I still, I remember a friend from school asking me, when you dream, are you fat in your dreams? What? what? Wow. I was 15. Oh school library. Wow. Recess or whatever. Like what's that free period, you know, when you don't have a class. Yeah. And I said, no, but I do wish that I could unzip myself and oh, step like out. a fat suit like a oh, fucking fat suit right so this movie i'm just like 
I think I've, I have accidentally sent us on a whole like railroad track of like whatever I was just talking about. But no, that's no, okay. No. That's, that's <laughs> fine. That's right. No. We love a good tangent. We, we love, yeah. love a tangent. Um, but all that to say, I think that I can't imagine what it felt like to be Brendan Fraser and for them to cast him and then was it a gotcha? Like, did they go, oh, by the way, we're going to put you in a fat suit? And he was like, ah, like, I really want to know because yeah. I know how I feel about fat suits and how they've made me feel during my experience yeah. in the audience. And yeah. so I guess just to, to bring it back to why Demi's asked us to come on the show, I just, I think that fat suits have a real, uh, not a place, but like they, they affect me. Yeah. When I see them and I would be really, I really want to know what Brendan Fraser thought about yeah, having he, to wear one. He's not a thin man, is he? No. What, Which, and he's lovely one, and we love him and we yeah. want him to have work in Hollywood, but why does it have to be work that demoralises him and yeah. puts a whole group of people offside and shames us and creates a whole new wave of fat phobic moviegoers? Yeah. We as a culture have dehumanised Brendan Fraser. So he's yeah. playing this character who is like what I imagine is sort of pinned on him and what we see is the worst version of what he could possibly ever have been yeah. and may have possibly actually been his reality. So it's this, it's, it's this dehumanization of a character that we actually link to the actor as well. And why we feel, why everybody at the moment is saying they feel so empathetic towards him. Yeah. Because, because on- they, they draw the conclusion between the actor and the character. And it's like, it's not, it's not, it's, it's so obvious why it was Brendan Fraser who is playing this role. Like, true. it's not a mistake. He was cast very yeah. specifically and very intentionally yeah. and they knew that this was going to be the result. Yeah, and That's yeah. so true. Like, would it be getting this much of a positive reaction if, say, like, we had some other actor that wasn't, like, like you know, yeah. oh, who's like that? Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. So. That's right. Oh, Chris Hemsworth, we weren't, yeah. we're not going to talk about oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No. Um, I, I do, I will, I will touch on that in a second because yeah. I have a yeah. lot of feelings, of course. <laughs> Fat on screen's always presented as the ultimate failure, isn't it? So it's, it's, like... it's the, it's the low period before the redemption arc. Yeah, yeah. And getting fit again. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. and we all want, we all want Brendan Fraser to come back and do stories and be part of Hollywood again so maybe yeah I don't want to draw a link that isn't there but the idea that Brendan is a real life sexual assault survivor yeah that they would make his character gay yeah Yeah. I'm like you guys are fucking joking like (laughs) let's let's have a fight like let's have a fight I'm I'm mad as hell I never thought of it that way like yeah like he has been such a victim of Hollywood and its toxicity so Yeah, I never. This feels like a nasty trick. This movie feels like a really horrible prank. Yeah, Mm. yeah, but you know, on the other hand, I don't actually, I don't believe in censoring. You know, if there's a story to be told and someone wants to tell it, I'm actually for that. I would never want to cancel Brendan or cancel this movie or Aronofsky or whatever his name is. I wouldn't want to ban it. But what I would love is it for fat people to be portrayed in other ways other than just the butt of the joke or the the big failure or the sloppy, clumsy, lazy you know, piece of shit. Why aren't there more roles? Why aren't there more films portraying something else? You know what I mean? So like this or what to what end are we talking this? I don't I don't want to get rid of the film. But then like who am I to tell someone not to tell that story? They can tell art is film is art and they can tell it if they want. But I want more art to show us in a different way, you know? Yeah. yeah. To show us. Yeah. Cause the thing is as well, so this is what these are some quotes that I found from critics that have already watched the film. 
And just from these comments alone, because obviously it's not out in cinemas just yet. It's out in the US, I think, and in December and possibly early 2023 for Australia. So we haven't actually seen the film. It's just been from what we've heard of and from the critics' reviews. But just from the reviews, like, you can really, really tell how they perceive fat people from this film. So a critic from The Guardian described... Brendan's character Charlie as morbidly obese, a giant pool of Jabba the Hutt type Ew. flesh. Right. And then a critic from Variety said, the sloping jowls that consume his neck, the big wide back and gigantic jelly belly that spills down over his crotch, the arms and legs that are like meat slabs. Charlie mm-hmm. is a mountain of a man. God. Yeah, I don't think it's a far cry to say that if we only see people like that and that and that image show, is shown to us, then that's how we treat people in real life, right? Like, well, if you only ever show black people being in gangs, we assume that all yeah, the black people yeah, are only yeah, in gangs. Right. Mm-hmm. They exactly. want you to think what they want you to think. Like that's narratives true. exist in and outside of film, and I think the idea that the critics would turn up and just swallow it whole. like have a brain like have a thought yeah like are also any of these critics can they relate to this person no probably not like how do you get a job doing anything anywhere ever as a fat person you don't (laughs) start your own business they love it though they want us they want fat people to be portrayed in this way like it's just uh feeding into what's already right isn't it yeah, yeah. It's, it's feeding into that whole like, oh, we're living in an obesity epidemic. This is the scariest thing to happen in the world. People dare be obese. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, obesity itself is a made up term to describe yeah. a certain weight that's over right. a number. That's an arbitrary thing that was made up on the basis of facts that don't apply to most people that it's actually used against. So mm. like, yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the word BMI or the word obese or anything. I'm like, that's a whole nother episode, girl. Oh, I've been binge listening (laughs) to um maintenance phase, and they just did an episode. They listened to an episode of BMI, and I'm just like, oh, my whole life is a lie, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Has Hollywood has become more diverse recently? They've made steps to become more diverse, haven't they? Like, but why is fat acceptance always out of that conversation nobody's ever talking about that are they about including more fat people in films no and I also think I think that we've got a couple of kind of last stands or or you know the final frontiers in terms of inclusion and I think if we we, what we've seen recently with conversations about uh Lizzo and Beyonce and lyrics is that there is another big group of people and there's probably quite a crossover in these different groups around um the fact that uh, disability is sorely underrepresented, That's that fat yeah. people are sorely underrepresented, that black people are mostly used to be um, a prop uh, yeah. or to to create a situation where you can say, well, I had a black person in my sure, movie. Sure, token. Like, whatever. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. I think that tokenism is still really, really prevalent. But there's no denying that Lizzo's show won an Emmy today and that oh, is yeah. that. Oh, yeah. so, I got so teary when I just saw all her dancers. Although they weren't allowed up on the stage, that really pissed me off because they were like, there was like this rope cutting them off. But it was just oh. so beautiful to see like all her dancers, and she was just like, "Bring the fat girls on the stage." She's like, "Oh, this is amazing." I love it. Cheryl yeah. Lee Ralph, Zendaya, like that for Don't sure. Get me started on Cheryl Lee's speech. Oh, oh my god, I watched it on your story. I, I was like, 
I wrote back to you and I was like, that now it's done. Because yeah, I was, I was just, just, oh, Shirley Ralph. Some people only know her as Moesha's mum. And I feel sorry for those people. I don't even know who you're talking about. I need to Google that. Um, my, um, Shirley Ralph sang, that, sang the song in the evening. The real oh, okay. Live. Thanks. I sang on a podcast. It's one of those things I swore I was never going to yep. do, but I just did. You, you can take that off your bucket list now. You've sang on a yeah, podcast. Yeah, take it off something. My list yep. of things to never do on a podcast. <laughs> oh, stop it. Um, anyway, so, I froth for Shirley Ralph, and that got me. Got me today. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go to another tangent. I want to. Too late. <laughs> April's just like, what? Which one? Which one are we talking about? I'm. I'm here. The tangents are here. You're the tangent queen. Yes. So there has been conversations though about Brendan Fraser and like the flipping of him. I don't want to say he's claiming it's not fat phobic his film, but some of his quotes, it's kind of like he's a little bit. Which is really hard because I love Brendan Fraser. I think we all can agree we love Brendan Fraser. We want the best for him. We're looking for this renaissance. But the same renaissance. Did you pick that up? That's so good. No, but oh, I sorry. Say yes. Yeah, yeah. It's on the internet. It's on claim it, claim it. I wish I could claim it, but there's a renaissance. Okay. But anyway, there's like (laughs) yes, yes. Fatinized, fatinized created that phrase. Yes. So. I've just been seeing these quotes um, ever since the Venice Film Festival and the, what was the other one? The Toronto International Film Festival. And it seems like he's kind of seeming like what he's doing has actually been good for fat people. So I've got some quotes here and I'm keen to get some of your reactions here. Because, again, I have to preface this. I love him. Want the best for him. But these just, mm, these just, mm. So... He firstly says that he worked with the Obesity Action Coalition to research the mental and physical elements of his character, Charlie, as someone that is categorically categorically um, severely obese. And then this is a quote that he said. He said, I discovered that once I took it off, he's talking about the fat suit. Once I took the fat suit off, I could still feel the sensation of wearing it almost like and alienation or at the same time once i took all the applications off at the end of the day i felt a deepening sense of respect for people who live in that corporal being because i could remove it like clothing and wardrobe and makeup and that challenge to do that with their own body is not as sudden so there's a lot of quotes of him saying like oh he's complimenting people that live in these bodies saying i can't imagine what you guys have to go through and there's another quote where he said that um it gave me an appreciation for the incredible courage they have to possess themselves with for their very survival and it takes an incredibly strong-willed and physically strong person to live inside a body that is in charlie's case hundreds and hundreds of pounds yeah yeah the viewers aren't going to be doing seeing that though that's oh great I'm glad he's had that revelation but that's not what's going to be conveyed that's not what people are going to see yeah I think to your earlier point Jen um let's rephrase those quotes or reframe those quotes around a different marginalized identity and it Mm. sounds pretty Mm -hmm. gross yeah and Mm. a lot like um, I really felt for these people that I pity yeah. because I got to dress up as them and yeah. it was really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and look, Demi, I'm with you. Like, uh, Renaissance is literally my new favorite thing to like, <laughs> you know, the concept of it, the saying it, all of it. Yes. But at the same time, I think we know fully well that fat people have just as much ability to be anti-fat 
as anybody else. Oh, and I don't, hello, I don't Rebel Wilson. Those... <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Oh. Goodbye, Rebel Wilson, I think is what you mean. Ooh, Rebel, yeah. if you're listening, I'm cross with you. Um, <laughs> That's a whole episode in and of itself. And I think, yeah, yeah, sorry. I think that, no, I was just going to say, I think that Brendan Fraser can, like any any human person, can have an experience and be moved by it and have respect for those people and still be um, claiming an experience or talking about something that he, he really shouldn't or, or yeah, speaking we, about yeah. it in, that, in a way that shouldn't. And I think about. that we kind of accept Brendan Fraser saying these things because it's Brendan Fraser and because we see Brendan Fraser as a bit of a sad boy. Like, yeah, we, we for the most part, everybody's kind of pitying him. So when he says these things that are kind of like meant to be touching and meant to be moving and meant to really kind of show his empathy, we go, oh, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he's really speaking truth, guy. Like, it's... Yeah. And and I think, you're, like, you're right, and I think the idea that um, the bare minimum is good enough for fat people is really, that narrative is really going hard for this film because it's like, well we got someone who's like pretty fat to do it and like yeah. he wouldn't have got a job if we didn't give him this one yeah hey the mm. other thing is too isn't it it's about him having an eating disorder isn't it a binge eating disorder why did he need to be bigger than himself like why was that necessary to the story yeah. this is the thing like, like do we not already jen 100 like sorry yeah. i'm just like yelling yeah, yeah. at you with excitement <laughs> to say yes exactly isn't he already the fat shunned dude in yeah. hollywood if you want yeah. to give him a, a fucking uh, a redemption arc, a real life one and a, and a narrative one, just just give him the script to be like, see you soon, pal. Yeah, I don't get it. It is solely for the shock value. Yeah. Like yeah. Seeing yes. someone that big that is unimaginable to be on screen. We haven't seen anybody that big since, like it was said in the review, Jabba the Hutt. Like mm. it's because it's for shock. It's yeah. to, you catch your eyes and go, oh my God, that's so shocking. I don't see that anywhere ever. Because yeah. they never come out of their house. Like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and it's a shock. I, I think that the fact that this play is 10 years old, so it was written in 2012, which yeah. I feel like was such a different time in terms it of was. the conversations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too. yeah. And then add to that the fact, like, I just think we're really keen to hang on to the origins of the source material when it comes to imaginary mermaids. However... When we recast them, everyone gets stressed out. I want to know, is that what they were worried about? Not being honest and, and true to the source material and say, oh, well, Samuel D. Hunter wanted this character to weigh a certain number uh, or right. look a certain way. Like, yes, but also so. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, you, yeah, It's called an adaptation. It means you don't have to do it all the exact yeah. same way. Exactly. And you could choose yes. to say... In Hollywood and everywhere else, but especially yeah. in Hollywood, people who are even slightly bigger than, uh, you know, the, the sort yeah. of ideal frame aren't considered to be traditionally attractive, are considered to likely be unhealthy, miserable, feel yeah. that they're failing at life, et cetera, perceived yeah. negatively in all the yeah, ways, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The other thing, when I posted about this on my Instagram, I had a lot of people saying, but there isn't anyone that could play that. There's no fat people in Hollywood, which I think is the most circular argument because there's no fat people. There probably is fat people in Hollywood, but there's less fat people in Hollywood because there's no roles for fat people in Hollywood. Because it's like, gatekeeping. It's gatekeeping. Yes, exactly. like, right. It's Yeah, it's bananas. But anyway, yeah. And or they couldn't imagine somebody that size acting. Like people were shocked. Like where would they find someone? They could act the same as thin people. There's oh. just as much talent. 
exactly they'll probably just like oh we can't we can't possibly find someone because you know if you're fat you're just in your home not going outside like how could anyone that size want to leave their house (laughs) well they're only one dimensional characters and that's what we've all been led to believe that there's there's no other um personality traits other than being fat and sad that's That's it that's all you get and if you want a tree you cast scarlett johansson so (laughs) make sense This and when Demi was like, Does anyone want to talk about this? I was like, Me, I do. <laughs> Quip Town, we're going to Quip Town. Um, dedicated episodes to like Rebel Wilson and Scarlett Johansson's. <laughs> it would just be just for me, it would just be the constant like put your finger on the button of the like ah noise, yeah, just, yeah. Ah. But look, at least she played it, at least she played in her own body. But the problem was, it was, yeah, she made fun of her own body, didn't she? It was always, yeah, the self-humiliating humour. It's so funny to see a, a fat woman fall down and show her knickers. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah I mean? exactly right. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. And, and it is, like, the idea of co-opting relatability in an effort to win over an audience only to shit all over them. Yeah, sure. I'm you like, know. okay, how about you go fuck yourself? Fuck <laughs> off, <laughs> Rebel. <laughs> Wow, she's listening. Like she's gonna be upset. Everyone always says I look like Rebel, but like Rebel when she was fat. Bullshit. Okay with Bullshit. You look like a blonde version of the sexy neighbor from Harry and the Hendersons. Even though, fuck is that, April? I think I'm looking her up. She was hot. Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. Remember that movie? They had a sexy neighbor with big hair. So I love that. I'm looking her up. I'm so happy we're here. Yeah, in my when I you know when I'm in my sleep in my dreams, I don't look like I don't look like Rebel Wilson. No, um, Lainey Kazan. You know, you know who I mean. I'm going to show you. I'm going to I'm going to show you a photo. Um, Lainey Kazan was the next door neighbor who wore like athleisure wear and used to just like bust into the house at any random moment. And she was the best. She was the funniest character on the whole in the whole film. Oh, that's all right. Um, I have to find a good photo because all the pictures they've got are obviously trying to make her look silly because her character was comic relief. But okay. I'm a fine one and then I'm going to send it okay. to Okay, I love that. Yep, all right. <laughs> oh, Random. is she? Um, yes. She's in my, is she the one in my, you're like, yes, yeah, she is. She's the mum. She wears athleisure wear. Athleisure wear. She's athleisure. the mum from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, stop it. Like her, come on. Oh, no, that's supposed to be a compliment. I remember when I was a kid, I always thought she was the best character in Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, really? I loved her. Yes. I don't identify. Why would I go person. on a podcast and then be like, you know who you look like? <laughs> if I told you you look like Rebel Wilson, then we'd have a fight. So, because you we don't, and also, nope. off track here. <laughs> Um, are you seeing this out? Yeah, it's so boring. Let's get rid of this. Less about no, me. No, I am keeping this in. I'm <laughs> sorry. In. Sorry. Absolutely. And then I coughed without muting myself. I am oh, absolutely no. keeping this in. This is, yeah. This Maybe is... you need to make this bonus content and call it yeah. Fat and Nice Tangents. Yeah. yeah. What, about, um, what about Rosie Melissa... going in the background? <laughs> what about Melissa McCarthy? Do we like her? Or is she, or she? I love her. She is, she her. is the my lady Brendan Fraser. Really? I she does the same thing as Rebel Wilson a bit. No, um, but no, somehow I, it's wholesome when she does it. Or okay, something. I, she's also, in my past basket in terms of okay. problematic behavior as a fat person. However, wouldn't stop me from being like, babe, on a, in a comment, wouldn't stop me from being like, Melissa, no. <laughs> so, 
Rebel, fair, I wouldn't even bother. Okay, to be fair though, I have been re- I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls, and she was in Gilmore Girls as Suki, and Gilmore Girls was like around like two thousand and three, two thousand and four, right? Yeah, she was a character on that show. She was the size that she is pretty much right now. Not once did they ever make a joke about her being fat. No. Like she was okay. like she All was right. the chef yeah. at the hotel, like the inn that was on the, the inn, show. Yeah. She was a chef and they made her They didn't talk about what she ate. Yeah. No, she had a love oh, wow. interest. Nothing. Nah, nothing. she was this is like, this, like this it was so they could have done it so easily because she was obsessed with the art of cooking just because like just they made yeah, it as yeah. an angle of just like because she's a chef. Not because yeah, she's, she's fat. Chef, not because she's yeah. fat. And I was just like, all right, you know what? She's doing that in yeah. 2004. So yeah. All right. Okay. You've convinced me. See, I, I this is am, where I've changed my mind. You're a here. reasonable person, Jen. <laughs> yeah, um, I am a Melissa McCarthy fan. I am a stan of hers. Yeah. Same. Yes. Like, she's the person that if I met her, I'd be like, <laughs> like, not many people could make me go all boshy, but I'm like, oh, is that your version of a fangirl? I don't know what that was. Yeah. The little, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I swear if I met Beyonce, I'd be like, G'day. <laughs> I'm as cool as her. Whatever. She's rich. It's the only difference. Whereas me, I'd just be in the corner crying, being like, oh nah. my God, I met the actual nah. queen. That would be nah. Anyway, let's go back on top. Rosie, I'm so sorry about literally all of it. I told you at the top of the episode, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this has been the most entertainment that I've had in a very long time. This is a great weekday night. That's water, by the way. I just need everyone to know that I'm not okay. like necking a can of booze. <laughs> it would explain my behavior, but. No. <laughs> going blurry as you drink. So it looks like you are. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Again, another blurred like, Passion fruit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. it's, not as, it's not as good as the electronic cock you had before. <laughs> Salacious. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. To listeners right now that are confused, we are all confused. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Even me and I said it. <laughs> uh, okay. So I think to sum up, The Whale, that's what we're talking about. The Whale. The whale. Oh, yeah. 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 You, know, you know that yeah. film? That film, you know? In case you remember. Have you ever been called a whale? Because I have on Schoolies Week. Oh, beached whale. Absolutely. So, oh, so. my God. That stupid beach whale video. That, oh, no. That see, I bought the singlet. That's... I bought the singlet. <laughs> You know what? Own being called a whale. Yep, love that. Yeah. So mean. Yeah. I have all plans to just get a massive humpback tattooed right across my tummy. That's what's happening. So. I love it. <laughs> Do it. I, <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, so, yes. speaking of the whale, of the film, obviously, like, as we discussed, the many, many layers, there's a lot of fat phobia in this film. But... Before recording, I hadn't even thought of, but Rosie, April, you both mentioned that there's actually a lot of homophobia in this film from what we've heard of from critics and the play itself. Rosie, what, um, you, you were mentioning quickly before the recording that like there's some really bad homophobia in this film. What What's the layers with that? What What else do we have to be angry about with this film? Well, I mean, I think that obviously like the the whole film is really having not seen it and basing my opinions on people whose opinions are coming out now Mm. is that it's got heavy it's got heavy claws into the shame of him being a gay guy 
and him in this sort of opening scene, which I, as I understand it, I think it's an opening scene where he's masturbating to gay porn. And he, then after this, he gets this kind of like overwhelming shame of what he's done and can't put himself out of the chair and like just struggling, like can't actually pull himself up. So wow. it's just these kind of compiling levels of shame and it's, sounds fucking gross yeah it does yeah yeah how is that how how are we still making scenes how are we still making scenes yeah yeah you're right absolutely it's um yeah it's really it's really an awful thing to be thinking about that we can still portray gayness and queerness and to and homosexuality as something that we can layer on top of obesity something that we can lay on top of fat shame like how is that happening and again and again it adds to what you were saying earlier that it adds to the shock value yes that's why they made it he wear this fat suit because they want to have the shock value be like oh my god he's this obese he's like a whale and now they have this extra thing of oh my god a fat person wanking (gasps) the horror imagine a fat person wanking the last thing that anybody ever wants to think mm-hmm. about ever mm-hmm. is a fat person enjoying sex. Like, yeah. how dare you? And they decide to portray it as a shameful thing. Yeah. As a, like, they have, yeah. I just can't. It makes me. It makes me really angry. Yeah. That that's potentially, what has happened? Yeah. Fair enough. Can I? I would love to read out the final quote of the Vanity Fair article um, that I read that got me so cross. Um, Mm. Written by Richard Lawson, because I think it really nicely summarises everything we've just said. Uh, The whale is meant to be a poignant consideration of guilt, sexuality, religion, remorse. We really only know that, though, because the movie shouts it at us. Charlie, Ellie and Mary are more avatars of ideas than true characters, which seems to suit Aronofsky's vision of the story just fine. A coldness seeps into the picture from behind the camera, a calculating gaze that turns the whale into a static, if extraordinarily loud, diorama of pain. Here's Charlie keening and pleading behind a pane of glass for us all to sigh and pout and gawk at before moving on to the next fleeting curiosity. Mm, yuck circus show yeah yeah like yeah it's giving it's giving american horror story season four yeah 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 oh that is horrible and the fact there's people coming out after this going oh my god i bawled my eyes out and it's like okay so you get to give yourself a pat on the back for for humanizing something dehumanized exactly right yeah cross yeah that's what i am Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I think we could easily rant about this movie and about everything in between from fat suits to somehow the mother from my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a 
I mean, that movie is kind of relevant in the sense that the portrayal of and the title of that film made heaps of fat Greek people want to go see it because they wanted to see whether they got it right. I've never yeah. seen it. I've never watched it. <gasps> Wait, I I literally said we have too many tangents, but excuse me, you've not seen my big fat regretting. <gasps> I, I think I got my feelings hurt by every other movie that had fat people in it, and I just it's, thought I don't yeah. need that. Amazing. I get it. Amazing. <laughs> Is no, it good? It's not. It's <gasps> oh, not. Yeah. We could be friends. It is um, no. It's I not the one. It. It's not, not for me. One. I don't know. It's just. Do you know one of the things that I love is watching movies where I see fat characters who would have never mentioned their weight. Um, yes, and I think true. there's not enough of that. I might just go rewatch Gilmore Girls to cheer myself up. Just yeah. skip to all the bits with with Suki. 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 Yes. I don't know. Suki. I've never seen that one either. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like, you know, with my same thing in my big fat Greek wedding, it's the same sort of transformation story as like taking off their glasses in the teen movie and they're suddenly hot. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like, like the, um, the Anne Hathaway reveal in Princess Diaries. Yes, yeah. So I feel like you have hairy eyebrows <laughs> down with you to the oh. bin. Take her from this to this. And you're like, she, she had a brow wax? You brushed her hair. I'm confused. <laughs> It's so sad how many of our favorite movies like are ones that just like warms our soul. It's just like it's actually really problematic. It, yeah. Yeah, oh, it, sorry, Danny. I don't want to ruin it for you. I do. Greek wedding and Princess Diaries. Oh. I think that we can examine those products, those those movies as products of their time, and That's reflect right. on whether when we the idea of remaking them or revisiting that concept, we need to continue to be the way that we were then. Um, mm. Because yeah. I do think I love I love a good cultural event story you know or I, yeah. you know, I'm a like love actually I I like that movie I do uh, but I haven't watched it for a couple of years because every yeah. time I watch it I have so many thoughts yeah see gone are the days now when I could just stare at the tv and have no thoughts yeah but it's all I right to en- it's all right to enjoy them the, the point is discussions like this to debrief I reckon yeah. to yeah, yeah so we can yeah deep yeah. dive but um yeah. i'm not the irony of using the phrase deep dive while we're talking about a movie called the whale is not uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, that, is a, <laughs> good one. that is a good title for the podcast i feel yes. <laughs> you're welcome yeah, sorry so i'm not both why doesn't they call him the angler or something or like some other <laughs> electric eel <laughs> oh, because it's I've got a Moby Dick reference. Oh, it, oh the, there's, there's the Melville character. Yeah, the, it's a Moby Dick reference. Oh, I've never, I haven't seen that either. No, it's a joke. That's a joke. I know it's a book. It's Tom. <laughs> I'm gonna go. We're doing so great. Guys. <laughs> anyway, team, team. Okay, we. We're going to go near the end of this podcast eventually. So while we near the end. The tail. The tail. <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> the tail end. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm leaving. <laughs> I love a good whale pun. <sighs> okay. Don't worry. I hate myself. You don't need to. <laughs> oh. It's because I'm fat. <laughs> anyway as we go near the tail end of this episode well you had to be either fat or funny uh, yeah funny or depressed sorry and you're funny so that's lucky for you i just got the depression no i don't know i did it's a mixed bag yeah 
sorry. The, end of the episode, as as I always do every single week when I have guests on the show, normally it gets to this a bit quicker, but this is taking a bit. We're getting there. We share our fave fat-friendly finds, and pretty much it is essentially a brand, product, a movie, a book that actually caters to the fat audience and not, as the critic from The Guardian says, literally see fat people as a giant pool of Jabba the Hutt type flesh. So, my dears, we're going to get through this. We are going to share our fave fat-friendly finds of the week. Rosie. Would you like to kick this off? What is your fave fat-friendly find of the week? Of this week? Um, of my life? <laughs> it's um, I love wearing Lucy and Yak clothing. I love it. I wear Ooh. it everywhere. I know that it's kind of had its issues in the past and I, I yeah, struggle with that. But I love the way that I feel in those clothes. But also Tomboy X. Tomboy X is the one for this week. So that's, they produce awesome underwear and compression tops for chest compression tops, which I kind of dabble in and I find them just super comfortable, even for like very heavy breasts and very heavy chest tissue. It's, yeah, they're ace, love them. And on the, and, and definitely on the sort of more affordable size, high quality, really good. I no. highly recommend them. Fabulous. All right. Jen, what is your recommendation of the week? Your safe yeah. friendly find? It's not a new one, but Shrill, episode four, episode four, season one. It's on SBS On Demand. Have you seen Shrill? Oh, yes. The, yes. That The episode mm-hmm. I'm talking about oh. is called The Pool or Pool. And it's a pool party where it's just all fat babes just having fun, enjoying themselves. Loved it. There should be more of that. On t- In fact, you could pop that on, pop on a Fussy Gus shirt and your day would be fantastic. <laughs> it would counter the whale. Ooh, if you if you are someone that does enjoy Shrill and enjoyed that episode of The Pool Party, which is just like the most beautiful episode ever, it is. there is a pool party happening what? in Brisbane, similar oh, to that. On the 26th of November. 26th of November. I could, I could maybe get there. Hosting <laughs> it. We'll be there. Yes, me and April will be there. Oh, I would have come. Yeah. Get from Melbourne. Seat. I'm from Melbourne, but I can try. Get on it. I haven't booked my flights yet, but I will. <laughs> you oh, yeah, you're not from Brisbane. Yeah, of course. Okay. No. Yes, yeah, I'm I want to You can tell by the way that I'm not sweating right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Story of my life. Yep. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, that's a April. good segue. That's a good segue, Jen, talking about wearing a Fussy Gus shirt because Fussy Gus <laughs> is my fat-friendly fine of the week, the year, the whatever. Um, and for those people that didn't pick up throughout the episode, Fussy Gus is a business that's actually owned by Jen. But I decided that <laughs> I was going to claim that as my fave because that's one of the main reasons why I'm such a big fan of this conversation and with you, Jen. And it's Aww. been so nice talking with all of you, but... When I saw how passionately you responded to this topic um, online, I was just like, oh my God, yes. And especially, I think we run out of energy to talk about things sometimes. And it's yeah. nice to, to follow a business that you like to buy stuff from and find out the person that makes the stuff is a really cool person that says Aww, cool shit. Thanks. I, I'm into that. <laughs> and then when you find out that this person so designs, cuts, sews and packs every single t-shirt while listening to 80s power ballads and true crime podcasts, <laughs> you kind of like, well, when do I sign? I love um, it. 
So I'm a big fan. I absolutely love what you do. The fact that you make teas size 8 to 32 and that you always feature iconic slogans and pop culture figures. I froth for Fussy Gus. Legend. Thanks so much, April. Actually beyond 32 because I does sell my website that I'd make them bigger if you want bigger. There you go. We love a custom. Love a custom. (laughs) I think I will finish this then with my fave fat-friendly find. And it's, I mentioned it earlier on the podcast and the maintenance phrase. They're doing an, by the time this gets released, they they will have an episode come out. That's about Gwyneth Paltrow. And I'm so excited. I have. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to cry or like. Yeah, I know. Up or I have such a strong hatred for that woman. Oh, and wow. She's your rebel. She's my rebel. Absolutely. Oh. And I cannot wait for them. So basically the maintenance phrase is hosted up by these two fabulous people and they just roast fad diets um problematic people that promote toxic diet culture like pete evans like they're just amazing um aubrey gordon she's one of the hosts um her handle your fat friends like you probably have noticed um seen her all over instagram and she has a new book coming out soon which i'm so excited yeah i pre-ordered that maintenance phase oh i'm just I've got like the countdown on like when the Gwyneth Paltrow episode comes out. So I'm just like, yes, roast, roast that woman. Yes. I love it. That's the best. I love it. Well, thank you so much, the three of you, for coming on to today's podcast of many, many rants, many, many tangents. I appreciate it so, so much. And this is making me very tempted to like continue bringing on like several guests on the show. I love the chaoticness of it all. So chaotic. Yeah. I want to say that some of that chaos is person specific. Yeah. But I think also the multiple guest thing will absolutely breed a level of like wild and good that you want. Uh, Is it me? Am I the villain? Am I the drama? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, But this is also a very good hair club. <laughs> yeah, I love Rosie's hair. I'm like, oh, I love it. It's mine a bit like that. I like we, we all that. Such a vibe. Do you? I washed mine, so mine's actually clean for once, which is very it's so shiny. It's so shiny. So, so where can all the listeners find you all? Plug away, plug away, my dears. Where can they find you, Rosie? Where you have a very interesting Instagram page, which I literally what? Yes, I discovered you. I looked oh, found so your Instagram page this week. I'm just like, oh fuck, yep, yep. My life love all this stuff. Thank Where can people you. find you. Um, at creating That's my handle on Instagram. It's changed and it keeps changing because I'm just constantly changing. Um, and I do photo art at the moment, um, which is just another word for a photographer. And I focus mainly on body work and um, trying to really move into, um gender diverse body work and um, sort of gender neutral and body neutral body work is kind of where my aim is at the moment. I'm doing that a lot through self-portraiture. So that's where, yeah, you'll find me. Love it. Thank you. Jen, where can people find you in case they didn't know if you had like, you know, a certain brand or anything? (laughs) Just Fussy Gus and it's been Fussy Gus for the last nine years. Just here in my study, making t-shirts and talking way too much. But yeah, that's it. I'm also on TikTok now, but it's pretty shit. I'm too old. I don't know how it works. But that's Fussy Jen. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> and April, 
For people that might not know, you have another name. What is your handle? Where can people find you? You can find me at the Bodzilla on Instagram uh, and on Twitter. I think it's at she's the Bodzilla because someone had already taken it. So rude. Oh, um, yeah. Don't they know who I am? No, they don't. I didn't even know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think they'll find me anywhere they find you probably because whenever we have the chance, we'll be getting together and being absolutely nuts. So wow. speaking of which, a reminder for everyone, come to the pool party and we'll- Yeah, you know, I want to come. I'm going to swim come. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Yes. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to this chaotic podcast episode. Let me know if you think I should have more groups of guests on the show, if there's any topics you want me to talk about. Um, let me know. I'm really, really keen to just keep pushing this podcast and pushing these taboo conversations into the mainstream because I think we need to have more conversations like this. And obviously with this past week, a lot being discussed about the whale, I think yeah. it's great that we have four amazing, successful plus-size babes here talking about this really important movie. So big thank you, everyone, for listening. And big thank you to you three for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you, Demi. We at Fatanize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land.